Just project um, 1 Kings 22.5 for me. Maybe I want to jump straight into my message. 1 Kings 22.5. I pray in the name of Jesus, O oh God, have your way like never before. Bless your people with your word. As they sit under the administration of your word, may they change. I pray for a metamorphosis in their life, a change from inside out. I pray for uncommon testimonies. I pray you locate them and bless them like never before. Even in the name of Jesus, I pray. I, 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 I declare your fire is on this platform, causing a change in the life of your people. I pray that continue to king, even in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. The Lord bless you, sir. The Lord bless you, sir. I don't want to go back. So I will just jump straight to them. Taking a different thing. I told you yesterday I will be taking a different thing altogether today. I told you yesterday I will be moving to a different thing altogether that the Lord laid on my heart. See, I told you this week I want to go straight as led by the Spirit in accordance with the theme. But by the grace of God, everything will come back to the theme. Yes, as you have seen from Tuesday, Wednesday, and as you are going to see today. 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 5. Understand that I told you yesterday that um, the reason for um, the communion or alliance between Jehoshaphat and um, King Ahab, the king of Judah and the king of Israel, is because Jehoshaphat's son was marrying or, or was married to uh, Ahab's daughter. And for that matter, Jehoshaphat came to visit Ahab. And then Ahab begins to tell Jehoshaphat of uh, his decision to fight Ben-Hadad by reason of him not releasing Ramoth Gilead to him by agreement when they fought last three years. And so Jehoshaphat agrees to go to war with Kinehab, knowing very well he's wicked. But then Bible says before he sets off with Ahab for the war, he says something. And that is where I'm, 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 I'm going to draw it today. First Kings 22.5. God bless you, sir. And Jehoshaphat said unto the king of Israel, Enquire, I pray thee, at the word of the Lord today. He said, Yes, I have agreed to join you to battle. But even before I take a step, even before I join you, even before we get our army ready to go out, can you please inquire of the Lord? I want to know what Elohim is saying. I want to know what Yahweh, the living God, the active God, the God that speaks. I want to know what he is saying. Can we please inquire of the Lord? But my emphasis is not in the King James Version. You see, in the Amplified and the New Living Translation, it gives me a better rendering that I want to do on. In the Amplified, he said, Bible said, but Jehoshaphat said to the king of Israel, inquire first, only Bashalabada, inquire first before any other thing at all is done. Please inquire first. Somebody say first. Somebody say first. Inquire first. I pray you for the word of the Lord today. Inquire first. The New Living Translation says, then Jehoshaphat added, but first. Let's find out what the Lord says. But first, yes. You want me to join you to battle? Yes. But first, 
let us find out what the Lord is saying concerning this matter. The business proposal is very good, but first, let us find out what the Lord is saying. That lady has all the specs I am looking for. She is so beautiful. But first, what is the Lord saying concerning this woman? This guy is every lady's dream. My God, says Pax Penny. But first, let us find out what the Lord is saying. This location will be good for church. This settlement will be good for church. Yes, that is nice. But let us find out what the Lord is saying first. What is the Lord saying? This church looks attractive. I like the way people come with their cars. I like the way people dress to this church. Oh my God. But first, let us find out what the Lord is saying concerning this church. Listen. What is God saying? But first, you see, it is important I bring you into this truth. My message today is God first. <laughs> God first. It is also important I bring you into this truth because the position God occupies in your life plays a very huge role in your life. I said my message is God first. Do you know one of the most used words among believers and unbelievers is the word God first. <laughs> the most used and the most abused word or phrase is God first. I will let you know why. God first is the phrase believers use. God first is the phrase unbelievers use. And amazingly, it is one of the most abused phrases that people use. I'll come to that. And allow me to build some, some, something here. Now, in Isaiah chapter 48 verse 12, Bible says, Hearken unto me, O Jacob, and Israel, my God, I am he. I am the first. I am also the last. And then he comes to Revelation chapter 1 verse 10 to 11 again and says, John is talking. He says, I was in the spirit on the last day and heard behind me a great voice as of a trumpet saying, I am Alpha and Omega. The first and the last. We are seeing in these two scriptures that God is the first. Now listen to me. He is not trying to be the first. He is the first. He is not fighting to be the first. He is the first. And so anything that denies him the first place rebels against his position as first place. No, no, no. If you're a lady here and, 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 and imagine your, your guy begins to tell you, Mommy, my, 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 you, you are my first and my last. <laughs> you realize now that he, he is setting you up. He is setting you up for a war between you and God. <laughs> because God is the first and God is the last. Nobody can take his place as the first. And nobody can take his place as the last. Follow me carefully. Oh yes, I know, I know he may be saying that from a contest. Uh, for instance, maybe you are the first girlfriend and you will forever be the last girlfriend. I pray, I pray, I pray happens so. I pray happens so. But what I'm trying to say <laughs> is that God is the first and God is the last. A very Popular but abuse saying among believers and unbelievers is the phrase God first. 
We are always claiming he's first. But everything about us proves he's not. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Let me be very clear. The Bible doesn't mean you just say God is first in your life. No, 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 no. It is not a, a matter of you just making a proclamation that God is first. No, 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 no. God is first means you live with God first in your life. God is first means you put him first by your decisions. You put him first by your deeds. Your actions and your decisions will tell that indeed God is first. I am not talking about lip service. Lip service only deceives self. Your love for God is proven by your actions. I pray somebody understands me. Listen to me. Listen to me. What occupies the first place in your life? Occupies the first place. Ministry and God is not the first. Oh, come on, Anaba. Somebody, come up. Come, come here. Come here. Ascend. Do you know you can be doing ministry and yet God will not be the first? I'm telling you. All people see is you and not God. All people see is your wife and not God. You can be doing ministry and yet God will not be the first. What occupies that first place in your life? What is the first thing we see when we come to your ministry? Mm-hmm. What is the first thing we see when we come to your business? This was the secret of the fathers of old. What is the first thing we see? Listen, the secret to a happy life is giving God the first part of your day, the first priority to every decision, and the first place in your heart. And this should be a daily thing. I will say it again. Yes, I will say it again. I said, I said, the secret to a happy life is giving God the first part of your day. One, the first priority to every decision. Two, and the first place in your heart. And this should be a daily thing. A daily thing. A daily thing. It is not like you do it today and tomorrow uh, you make another thing first. No, a daily thing. A daily commitment. Listen, when you put God first, Everything else falls into their proper place. Let me give you an example. You see, I like giving an example from Jesus Christ because he is the exact copy of the Father. The Bible says he's the express image of the Father. So, so in order, he came to raise sons like us. So, in order to work as sons, we need to look at Jesus Christ. Now, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35 to 37, in Mark chapter 1, verse 35 to 7, the Bible says, and in the morning, Rising up a great while before day, he went out and departed into a solitary place and there prayed. Man of God, I'm talking about Jesus. Look at the way he, he, he started his day. It was God first. Bible says, in the morning, rising up a great while before day, like like. We are here today, like we are here today. In the morning, rising up a great while before day, what did he do? He went out and departed into a solitary place, and there he prayed. He started his day with God. Even Jesus, he started his day with God. And guess what? And guess what? Bible says, and Simon, and Simon. And they that were with him followed after him. And when they had found him, they said unto him, All men seek for thee. 
Ah, Yaba, I just love the scripture so much. The man woke up early to seek God first. And later, the disciples come to him and say, Sir, man of God, prophet, apostle, all men, not some men, all men seek for thee. Listen, when you seek God first, all men shall seek for you. Do you understand what I'm saying? Man of God, if you seek God first, not some men, all men will seek for you. Not only Gentiles, Cain will come to your light. They will come to the brightness of your light. All men will seek for you. I am not talking about some few people, some men. He says, all men seek thee. Do you know why? Do you know why? He sought for God first. What do you seek for first in the morning? What takes your first place in the morning? David said, Oh God, thou art my God. Only will I seek thee. My soul tested for thee. My flesh longs for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. He says, Only will I seek thee. <laughs> Only. He's not just talking about seeking God. You see, you see let me be very, be very honest with you. There are many of you here, you are seekers of God. I know. You are seekers of God. But that is not enough. What is this man of God saying? I can explain. I know you are a seeker of God. I know. I know you are a student of the Bible. But that is not enough. It is to be noted that seeking God should be our top priority. But there is a secret to seeking God. And that is seeking Him early. Listen. You can study your Bible for three hours a day. But if your day did not start with God. You still didn't do well. Oh, uh, you don't understand what I'm trying to say. You see, in the dealings with God, timing is important. What takes your first place is important. In your dealings with God, timing. You see, all timings do not produce the same results. <laughs> if you start early with God, you will end well with God. There are some of you, you see, you are, there are some of you. You wake up and, and do many other things and later when you get to your workplace, that is when you do about 30 minutes study of the word of God. That was nice. You did well. You studied the word of God. But that is not enough because you didn't start your day with God. He wants the first place. You see, if you don't understand this concept, you will miss it. By man of God, I pray. By man of God, I study. That is good. But I'm talking about, do you start your day with God? That's what I'm talking about. He, just, he doesn't just want you to study. He wants you to start your day with Him. It should be the first thing. The first thing that comes to your mind. The first decision that you take. He, he, should, be, he should be everything to you in every way of your life. Starting with Him. I pray somebody understands me very well. I pray somebody understands me. Listen, listen. All timings don't produce the same results. Have you not realized there are some people, they will wait until they enter into trouble before they begin to seek the face of God. There are some here, there are some on this platform. Your results will not be like the person who has been praying before falling into that trouble. Bible says if you faint in the days of adversity, your strength is small. A sign your strength is small is when you fail in the days of adversity. But if you are prepared, if you have sought God first, So timing is very, very important. He says, in Proverbs 8.17, he says, I love them that love me. 
And those that seek me early shall find me. Are you getting it? Those that seek me early shall find me. I love those that love me. And those that seek me early shall find me. Timing is important. Those that seek me early shall find me. How we often make God the last option. Whereas seeking him early is the key. Don't enter into the job before you see God. Don't enter into the business before you see God. Don't enter into the marriage before you see God. Don't enter into school before you see God. Don't enter into the ministry before you see God. It's not surprising. You started the ministry, you are not seeking God. What is wrong with you, one of God? You enter the marriage before seeking the face of God. What is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You started. And now you are, you are, you are, you want to seek the face of God. What is wrong with you? You start with God first. You see, I find that there are a couple of ways I can put God first daily. Let, let me, let me teach you. There are a couple of ways you can put God first daily. One of them is to have a quiet time. A quiet time. It's also important. If you knew the power of quiet time, you see, any time I am unwilling to meet the Lord each morning when I get up, that means I am putting somebody else or something else before the Lord. I will say it again. I will say it again. Any time my sister, my brother, you wake up in the morning and you are not able to meet God, it is an indication that you are putting somebody else first or you are putting something else first. Is it not surprising we wake up in the morning and the first thing we do is to touch our phone? And then, you remember you posted a picture on Instagram, a picture on Facebook, a video on TikTok. And so, you want to know the number of likes you have now. And so, you take your phone and the first thing after waking up is to check the number of likes you've gotten on Facebook and not the number of likes you've gotten on Instagram, the number of views you have on TikTok. Can you imagine? Can you imagine how pathetic? And yet, that is the trend today. We wake up and the God we worship is our social media. We wake up and the God we seek is our television. We wake up and the God we seek is our Facebook account. Mercy Lord. Anytime you are willing to meet the Lord each morning when you get up, it means something is taking the place of God. Somebody. You wake up in the morning, the first thing that comes to your mind is your boyfriend. To check up on your boyfriend. Have you checked up on Jesus? Have you checked up on God? Somebody saying, but, but Jesus will be fine. God will be fine. Yeah, I know he will be fine. But he's waiting for you for communion. He's the one that will give you your boyfriend or he's the one that will permit the marriage to come on. What if he decides to take away your boyfriend? That, 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 that boyfriend in U.S., that, that you are so confident he will marry you and change your life. What if tomorrow never comes? What, tomorrow, what if tomorrow doesn't come? There, there is something about David I like so much. Do you know any time David wakes up from bed? He doesn't wake up alone. He wakes up with his musical instruments. <laughs> In Psalm 108 verse 2, he says, Awake, Saptree. The Saptree is like a guitar, a string. He says, Awake, Saptree, and harp. I myself will awake early. He says, Me, when I wake up in the morning, I don't wake up alone. I also wake up my musical instruments because they have to worship God first. They have to see God first. Listen, when you wake up, even the song you listen to in the morning, 
matters. I told you the last time I came here, I told you that I went to Minibar to preach on campus. And <laughs> the hall where I was sleeping, very early in the morning, I heard this sound. Some, you've, you've heard the sound before. That song. Early in the morning, whilst I was doing my quiet time, I was dreaming. Somebody was awake also doing his quiet time with Ujimi, you know. Can you imagine? He says, awake all Shaktri, awake my heart. Your music should awake and praise God. Your phone should awake and praise God. So the reason why I touch my phone is because I'm about to listen to a sermon. It's because I'm opening the Bible on my phone. The reason why I touch my radio is because I want to listen to a sermon or I'm playing a, a gospel song. So I awake with everything within me to praise the Lord. You start your day with Jimmy, you know. And you expect things to go well for you in the day. No, because that is how you started your day. You awake with your songs too, blessed Jesus. Let, let, let me give you this scripture. Let me give you this scripture. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Colossians 1 18. After this scripture, I want everyone to look at it. Colossians 1 18. It's a scripture that changed my life. It's a scripture that keeps blessing my life. It's a scripture that shows a principle that if you apply in your life, if somebody is here, if that if that principle is applied in your life, I tell you, I tell you. God bless you, sir. Okay, let me start reading from Amplify before I come to King James. He he also is the head of his body. He's talking about Jesus, the church. Seeing he is the beginning, the firstborn from among the dead. So that he alone in everything and in every, in every respect might occupy the chief place. Stand first and be preeminent. Stand first and be preeminent. Let me read for the King James too. God bless you, sir. God bless you. He says, and he is the head of the body. Talking about Jesus. And the body is, is the church. And then he says, who is the beginning? The firstborn from the dead. Now listen, this is the point I want you to, to note. That in all things, not some things, that in all things, he might have the preeminence. Oh, bala, bala, bala. Jesus should have the preeminence in all things. You see, let me explain. I know, I know, bro, is a problem to some of us. Yes. Let me explain. You will appreciate it when I explain. <laughs> the word preeminence is the Greek word proteo. Put you, and it means to be first in rank, to be first in influence. It means the most important. Proteo means numero you know, the number one. Proteo means the principal. It means the supreme. It means the cardinal. Oh, de the cardinal. Listen, what he's saying is that. In your decisions, who is the first influence? Who influences your decision and actions? Katikaba. Who influences your decisions, your actions, your choices? Who is supreme in your life? Who is the first in your life? So, so when we say Jesus is the preeminence, we are saying the first place is for Jesus. The most important place is for Jesus. You see, are you listening carefully? Not only the first place. So he says the first place is for Jesus and the most important place. The most important place. Not only the first place. Preeminence means the most important. 
So, not only the first place, but the most important place is for Jesus. All things. That means in your business, he is the one that influences you. He is the most important in your business, not you. Not you. Not you. He's the one. He's the one. In your career, in your education, in your marriage, he is the most important in the marriage now. He is the most important. He is the one that influences the decisions in the marriage. Oh yes, the man is the head all right. But the decisions come from God. So the man looks to God, receives from God, and then gives to the wife. And the wife gives to the children, and then he flows in that, in that direction. Why? The influence comes from God, because he is the most important. The most important. He is the most important. In the ministry, God must be seen before the man of God. You see, what should pull the people is not the man of God, but the God of the man. I'll say it again. I said in ministry, what should pull the people is not the man of God, but the God of the man. The God of the man. You have to project Jesus first. Not you. There are many ministries today. The one you see is the man. And not the God of that man. You see, this is what Jesus wants us about. Preeminence is not for man. There is a spirit in church. Let me expose that spirit. You see, there are many spirits in church that are very evil, that are very bad. One of them is the diatrophic spirit. Diatrophic spirit. In 3 John chapter 1, verse 9 and then 11. You see, John was writing to the church. He was writing to Gaius. But then he says something. He said, I wrote unto the church, but Diotrephus, who loves to have the preeminence among them, receive us not. There is a spirit in the church called Diotrephus. They always want their preeminence. They always want to be labeled the best preacher in the church. The best singer in the church. The best protocol in the church. They always want to come first in everything. They always want their names to be mentioned. They always want their fragrance to be to be to be smell everywhere. They always want the first place. They want to be seen really more than God. They are diatrophies in churches, diatrophies in offices, diatrophies in our neighborhood. People that want to be seen even more than God. You see, any time you don't die to save. This is what happens. It takes dying to self for God to use you. Jesus said something. He said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. If any man at all will follow me, he has to deny himself. That means you no more have any ambitions of yourself. No choices of yourself. No decisions of yourself. Why? You have denied yourself. His choice becomes your choice. His decisions becomes your decisions. His priorities becomes your priorities. You don't have any priorities again. Though I live, it is not me that live, but Christ that lives in me. Say it, Paul. Bible says, for none of us live to himself. And no man dies to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord. And whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. Bible says, for this end, Christ both died and rose and revived that he might be Lord both of the dead and the living. 
He might be Lord. You see, that day you accepted Jesus into your life. You accepted him as Lord again. The word is curious. It means master of your life. Master of your life. So Jesus is the master of your life. What does a master do? A master controls the servant. A servant does not control the master. It is the master that controls the servant. That means he is the Lord of your money. He is the Lord of your bank accounts. He is the Lord of your eyes. He is the Lord of your marriage. He is the Lord of your ministry. He is the Lord of your mouth. You don't take any decisions without him. He is your Lord. He is the Lord in the marriage. Imagine, imagine, you are, you, are, you are three years in a relationship now, and God is not even away. And yet you say God first. You say, you, you say, you say God first. You say He's my Lord, He's my Savior. You are in a three-year relationship, God is not even away. You are not married here, but you are practicing every such position in bed. And yet you come and then it is on your mind, God first. It's on your status, God first. You, you put it, post it on social media platform, God first in everything. And yet you know in your life God is not first. How can God be first and you are indulging in sex outside marriage with, with who, who your sex positions? How can God be first? How? How? He is the Lord of your life. He takes the decision. There is nothing a man can do without God. Do you know we are insufficient without God? It is the Bible that said, God created us to be insufficient so that our sufficiency will be of Him. Bible says, our hekanotes is of God. Our ability, our sufficiency is of God. We are never sufficient without God. It takes God to define sufficiency. Let me say it again. I said it takes God to define sufficiency. Because God plus me is what brings sufficiency. Oh, Balakata, I pray somebody understands. He said, I am the vine. Ye are the branches. He that abides in me and I in him. The same bringeth forth much food. For without me... Separate from me, severed from me, ye can do nothing. Separate from me, you can we can do nothing without God. There is nothing we can do without God. You see, it is so it's also important. I want, I want to end my message. I want to end my message and, and enter into ministration. I'm seeing a lot. I want, and I, I, but I want somebody to, to, to understand this thing I'm telling you that. Until you put God first in everything you do. Do you know even in your finances you have to put God first? Yes, God first. Even in your finances. You see, the, the purpose of Titan. Eh? Listen to me. The purpose of Titan and first food was to teach the people of Israel to put God first in their life. You can go and check. The purpose, the reason behind Titan, the reason behind first food was to teach the people of Israel to put God first in their lives. It is the same reason why we tie today and give first food. So that we put God first. There are some of you here, when you receive your salary, what a shame. What a shame. It is your turn that sanctifies your nanti. My papa told me this. 
It is your turn that sanctifies the 90. So anytime you are enjoying the 90 without giving the 10 to God, your money is not even sanctified. It is the 10 that will sanctify the 90. The 10% that sanctifies the 90. You give first to God. And yet, what did the now? What can I say? Hey! Hey, me the reason why you forgot is because God is not first. There is no way you will forget if God is first in your life. The first thing you do is to take it aside in an envelope so that on Sunday you go and give it out. How can you forget if God is your first? Do you, do you forget your girlfriend and boyfriend? Do you forget your husband and wife? The reason why you don't forget them is because you love them so much they are first in your life. The reason why you forget to touch is because God is not first in your finances. Maka, maka. God is not first in your finances. Listen, look at, look at, look at a man like, like let, let me end with this. Uh, let, let me end with this. Look at a man like Isaac. There is, like, there is famine in Egypt. Everybody is running away from Egypt. And, and during these times, nobody wants to sow. Nobody wants to sow. Because the little you have, if you sow it, the, 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 the land is now barren. You, you get nothing. The Bible says, then Isaac sowed in that land. And receiving the same year an hundredfold. Wow. Isaac became tremendously wealthy. This is the secret. Because he planted seed at the time when everyone else was holding back in the fear of poverty. I will say it again. I will say it again. Isaac planted seed at a time when everyone else was holding back. Listen. In hard times, increase your giving for a greater harvest. There are many of you here. You say we are not in normal times. Things are hard. And so, the way you spend on yourself is the same. But the way you give to God has changed. Why? The economy is hard. Wow. Really? Really? Listen. If you come into a recession, if you come into hardship, cut back on your personal spending, but never cut back on what you are doing for God. I will say it again. I know you don't like it. There are some of you, when we begin to talk about finances, your demons, your demons arises. Because they know this is what will bring breakthrough to you in the field of finances. And so they, 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 they just get up like that. That man of God. Because we want your breakthrough in finances. We want your breakthrough. You know me. From Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. If I am money conscious, you will know. But I want you to know that the reason why you see any area of your life that you lack is a sign you are ignorant. And that please. I will say it again. I say any area of your life that you are ignorant, that, that you lack, or that you have hindrance and limitation, it's a sign that you are ignorant in that area of your life. And one of those areas is finances. Ignorance. We hold back. I said if you come into a recession, if you come into hardship, in economic crisis, cut back on your, spe- on your personal spending, but never cut back on what you are doing for God. Listen, if God can get money through you, he will get it to you. There are many of you here, you're giving money out to people. It is God that gave the money through you to others. So if he can get it through you, he can get it to you. If he can get money through you to others, he can get it to you too. But I'm giving you a principle that will bless your life, somebody. There's a scripture crying in my head. You, you, you let me pour it out with speed so that, so that I begin to minister. 
Have you read this scripture? This scripture bothered me for so many years. Honestly, let, let me be very sincere. Matthew 6, 31 to 33. It bothered me so much. In fact, the, 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 whole, the whole chapter of Matthew 6, it bothered me for so, much, so, so, many, so many times. He says, therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat? C- come on. What do you mean by that? What shall we drink? Or whether, or wherewithal, what shall we be clothed? Come on. Who doesn't think about this? What to eat, what to drink, and what to wear. See, you see, these are, these are needs. These are needs. I'm not talking about ones. These are needs. What to eat, what to drink, what to wear. These are needs. Come on. In fact, the Bible even says it. Let, 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 let me read ahead. He says, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that you have need of all these things. So God even knows that these are needs. <laughs> God, He knows these are needs. What to wear, what to eat, what to drink. Please, you are not wrong when 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 you think of what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. They are needs because we think about them every day. Sunday, the soccer program, what to wear. <laughs> But then listen to what he's saying. He's saying, take no thought, saying, what shall I eat? What shall I drink? What am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? And then see, see what he's saying. See, for after all these things do the Gentiles see. He's saying, another word I can use for Gentiles here is unbelievers. He's saying, what unbelievers seek every day is what to eat. As soon as an unbeliever wakes up from the bed, he's like, oh, what am I going to eat today? Yeah. I need to work and put food on the table. Um, what am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? What am I going to wear? Uh, what am I going to drink? I have to work out to get something to drink. All they are thinking about is what to eat, what to drink. So the reason why they are going to work is because of what to eat, what to drink, what to wear. The reason why I have more plans in life, what to eat, what to wear. And all these things. This is what unbelievers, the Gentiles seek after. But he's saying something here. Oh my God. Oh my God. Your heavenly father knows that you have needs of what to eat. You have needs of what to wear. You have needs of what to drink. Okay. So what does he want us to do? He knows. So what does he want us to do? You see, if you don't obey principle, you will never succeed in life. You see, life is full of principles. Christianity is full of principles. These are keys. Oh, yeah, we say, oh, come on. Sometimes, how can you wake up and not think of what to eat? Come on, you should be reasonable. You should be an intelligent person. You should be reasonable. No, 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 no. You see, the things of God are foolishness to the carnal mind. They are foolishness to this natural world. And so, if you, if you decide to go by the ways of this world, you will miss it. He says, this is what you have to do. While the Gentiles, the unbelievers are thinking of what to eat, they are worrying about what to wear. You see, the, the, the key word he's using here is worry. 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 Worrying about what to eat. Worrying about what to drink. Worrying about what to wear. He says, instead of doing that, this is what you have to do. He says, seek ye first. Ah, Yalamagosha. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And then he says, and all these things the Gentiles seek, and all these things unbelievers seek, shall be added unto you. It's a surprising today that people are seeking after the things that are added unto us when we seek God. Isn't it not amazing? He says, when you seek the kingdom first and his righteousness, I will add what the Gentiles are seeking unto you. You will not ask, please, this Bible. He says, he will not ask 
I will add. It's an addition. When when your focus is on the kingdom, when the kingdom is first, I will add what to eat, I will add what to wear, I will add what to drink unto you. The word first is the Greek word proton. It means first in time, first in place, first in order, first in importance. If the kingdom becomes the first thing in your life, if the kingdom becomes the first place in your life, if the kingdom becomes the most important thing in your life, he says, I will add unto you all these things. Oh, blessed Jesus. Bible says, where your treasure is, there your heart will also be. Where your treasure is. So if I want to know where your heart is, I will look at where your treasure goes. Uh, can I say it again? <laughs> if I want to know where your heart is, I will look at where your money goes. If you can buy pizza of 95 cities, if you can go to chicken man and spend 200 Ghana cities, and when you come to check, giving 5 cities to God is a problem. I know where your heart is. It is in food. What to eat? You are like the Gentiles. You worry so much about what to eat. Because you can spend 200 cities on pizza, 200 cities on chicken wings, 200 cities on fried rice. If you can send, if you can spend 500 cities on drinkers, and yet you come to church and you have never given 200 Ghana cities to God, I know where your heart, your heart is. You don't have to tell me. Oh, I love the things of God. Oh. The way I love God, God blesses me. Eh? I, 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 Prophet Joe, if God blesses me, the way I will bless your ministry, eh? I have your ministry on heart. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. He can spend 500 cities on, on, on heels, 500 cities on wake, 500 cities on dress, just on Sunday, and yet he will fall two Ghana cities. Four, the tank and was I'm one was cantan tan tan. Oh, 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 yeah, the yaka with two months now. No, I'm one was cantan tan tan. Oh, yeah, the yaka with two months now. Also, with me, yes, again, plenty time. Oh, she wait 500 Ghana cities. One, 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 two Ghana, five Ghana. She, she, she. And yet they will come and tell Prophet Joe, my heart goes for this ministry. When God blesses me, in fact, I will buy a car for this ministry. I will buy you iPhone 13, Oboa, Nokia 13, 10, Crown Tomah. Their heart, we know where their heart is. Their heart is in what you eat. Their heart is in what you wear. Their heart is in what you drink. They have no passion for the things of God. No passion. It's a shame. It's a shame. It's a shame. We will know where your heart is by where your money goes. If your money comes to the kingdom of God, if you spend money here on this podcast, if you give money out to the things of God, support ministry, we know where your heart is. There are some people here. One time, a daughter of mine, I know. I know, in fact, I know the amount he collects at the end of the month. You see, he sold into my life and I, 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 I began to cry. Not the amount of money. Because I knew what was left after giving that money to me. You see, if you make a man of God cry out of joy because of a money, hey, what, what created a river of money for yourself? A river. The tears will turn into a river that will produce money for you. I was, if I tell you that man, you'll be like, ah, man, I'm going to say that. I was crying because I know the amount of money he collects at the end of the month. And so I was shocked. How can you do this? Because the amount remaining cannot sustain her for a whole month. And yet he, she gave it out. And that was her best month. That was her best month. By reason of her giving, that was her best month. You see, when you put God first, when you put God first, let me shock you with this story. I, imagine, imagine, oh my God. God tells the prophet Elijah that 
Go to a widow in Zarephath. This widow is going to sustain you. And then only to get there and realize this widow, the only year we're here, the only year we're here, the only year we're here. The only year we're here. Yeah, I'll scold you, sir. And then <coughs> he says, he comes to the widow and says, Bring me a little water in the vessel that I may drink. And then the Bible says, When he was going to bring it, the prophet said, Bring me a muscle of bread in your hand. And guess what the widow said? He said, I have nothing big, though. I only have a handful of flour in a jar and a little oil in a jar. And now I'm gathering this stick so that I may go and prepare it for me and my son that we may eat and die. How can God send a prophet to a woman who is going to eat and die? A woman who is going to eat and die. And guess what? Guess what? So when, when the woman said that, I thought Elijah was going to say, Oh, 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 sorry. Let me, let me go to the next neighborhood. Let me go to the next person. No. Elijah said something. He said, do not fear. Go and do as I have said. If it was today, the bloggers will take him on. Uh, uh, the news will announce it. The, the radio station will announce it. Everybody, it will be on every social media platform. Prophet Joe dupes a widow. Prophet Joe is wicked. In fact, the way the bloggers will, will make the headlines, we are measure. The chief, the chief, the chief, the chief uh, uh, newscasters on television. And then they are same church in Kibia SA. Or this for me, SF and this for Joe. And then they are smart back there. You would have missing car. Near the big car. Oba, Oba, we see our own Nisika. Kakra, one year that would be for me a car called Yana Jinaja Padina. This generation, eh? The way they can create news, they make mountains out of molehills. I tell you. It would have been the breaking news of the day. And yet the prophet says, <laughs> the prophet says, go, I know. This is eat and die, I know. It's a matter of eat and die, but I want it. But then he said something. Oh my God, I'm ending with this. He said something. And Elijah said to her, do not fear and do as I've said. But first, come on, say, somebody say first, first, first. But first, this is what I'm trying to bring you to. It is God that sent him to the widow. He says, but first, so he was not giving to the prophet. He was giving to, she was giving to God. He said, but first, that's where my emphasis is. But first, make me a little cake of it and bring it to me. And afterward, make something for yourself and your son. Come on, how can you be this wicked? When, when she gives to you first, there was nothing left for them. But then he says something. But that saith the Lord. Anytime I hear the sound of that saith the Lord, I become happy. But that saith the Lord, the God of Israel. That saith the Lord, the God of Prophet Joe. The jar of flour shall not be spent, and the jar of oil shall not be empty until the day the Lord sends rain upon the earth. Akapalikete zokota tapra et ikototo ekantatite krakapi. It may be your last, but when it's given to God first, you shall be sustained to the end of your life. It may be later, but when it is given to God first, it becomes a wellspring of water flowing out and flowing out and flowing out. It may be tiny, but when God is placed first, you may be collecting a salary of 200 Ghana cities. But when we do God first, listen to me, he becomes the one that steers your finances. Oh my God, God first. Somebody shout God first. God first. 
God first. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. If they follow me, it means God first before me. God first. That means he becomes the shepherd and then we follow. And that is why David will say, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. If he is the one leading, you shall not want. Listen, I'm ending. If God is the one leading, you shall not want. He will make you to lie down in green pastures. He will lead you beside the still waters. He will restore your soul. He will lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though you walk through the valleys of the shadows of death, you will fear no evil, for God is with you. His rod and staff will comfort you. He will prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. He will anoint your head with oil. Your cup will run in the overflow. Your cup will run in the offer flow in the name of Jesus surely 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 goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever somebody begin to thank God just open your mouth and begin to thank God